You are listening to Fika with Vicky on United Public Radio, 107.7 and 105.3 from New Orleans. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fika. If you're joining us after watching the special feature with author Chris Hadfield and would like to share your thoughts on the Apollo murders or the defector, please do put them in the comment section. I'd love to read them. If you would like to share your comments with Chris personally, as in not online, the best way to follow his book signing tour is through his website at chrishadfield.ca. It is updating locations and dates as confirmed. And as you heard in the interview, he stays until the last book is signed. He reflects, he respects his audience. Today's topic is building a winter library. According to Merriam-Webster, a library is a place where literary, musical, artistic, and reference materials are kept, such as books. And we know that we can keep all those things in one little device. But... That is not the kind of library we're talking about. We're talking about a personal library that that suits our needs for a season, for several months, a look ahead to our reading schedule. And how do you come up with that? Well, I looked in my library and I came up with a few questions that helped me develop such a list. And I thought I would share them with you and would love to hear your suggestions as well. Now, if you're one of the four people out there, I'm just not used to not having a guest lately. So if you're out there, please just say hi. So I know that. Hi, Susan. Oh, thank you for watching and for finding it fascinating. And now I know that people can hear me and I'm good to go. Okay. It was just a little unnerving for a minute there. Thank you very much for checking in, Susan. So I have this list of questions and I would love to hear your suggestions as well. What is it that you want to read in the next few months. And maybe you don't need a list, but if you're me, you do. Because I lose focus every year and just grab everything that's handy and don't go back to what I meant to read in the first place. And so focus is what you're you're looking for. Oh, he left some book suggestions on Facebook for you. Okay, um but I can't see them. <laughs> So, so more Neil Gaiman, always more Neil Gaiman. So the first thing I did was something that author Brian Griner suggested back in our stretching your book budget, your book budget um, show. And 
And, oh, okay. Janice, I have to finish this on. Okay, we're going to start over. <laughs> okay, so Janice has Richardson, author Janice Richardson, has checked out our local library system, and they do have Chris's books there. And and they're probably in most libraries across um, Canada and into the States because they were on the number one, the Times number one bestselling list. So always check your libraries, everyone. And that's also going to be something that we're discussing later. But, okay, suggestion one. As brought up by author Brian Greiner on our Stretching Your Book Budget episode, check your to-be-read book pile. I did this and was like, oh, okay, I had to narrow it down from there. But there are several books that I've been wanting to read for a long time and I don't get to because I'm, well, it's not get to. I love reading my Fika books too. But for me, it was two books that I haven't from Alice Hoffman that are my favorite. That's one of my favorite authors. And it's the Museum of Extraordinary Things and the World That We Knew that I had picked up during the year but haven't gotten to. So. Those books are on the pile for the winter. Also, um, also, and it's not here. Also, I picked up Jen Arden's If I Knew Then, Finding Wisdom in Failure and Power in Aging. It's like I'm happy. Failure with this episode. Um, I bought for when I was on vacation and I didn't get a chance to read it on vacation. So that is going into my I have to read it. Susan B. Marcus says she loves the Museum of Extraordinary Things. See, I felt that I would, but it was never ever in the library when I wanted it. And sometimes I just get too impatient for holds. So there. Those are my three books that I got out of my to-be-read pile. So another question I asked, I'm asking you, because I don't really do that, but I know that there are some people out there who read a book every year or every couple of years at the same time. So if you're a person that is a rereader, Actually, at this point in life, sometimes I find myself rereading something and not realizing it until halfway through. <laughs> I've read that book before. But but rereading, it, it, I think it would be great. I just haven't had time to do that. But the comfort it would bring, the security it would bring in knowing that story would be lovely. And then on the other hand, from the rereaders, there are the reach for ever, something new right now. And so that's an easy, that's an easy fix because when you're reaching for something new right now, it's out there now, it's in your Kindle, it's in um, the world. So that's an easy find. So if anybody's waiting for a book out there, I would love I would love to hear what you're waiting for, what is going to be re revealed in the next few months, released, published. 
Brian says, a fun book. I'm going to put that of. Brian says, a fun book for people, for book people, is The Social Life of Ink, Culture, Wonder, and Our Relationship with the Written Word by Ted Bishop. Oh, that sounds intriguing. So, The Social Life of Ink. Brian, you should put a synopsis too. <laughs> too much now now i want to go search that and i can't because i'm in the middle of the show susan and that's a good idea that's a good one susan says i try to read some part of the hitchhiker's guide every year you know i'm actually going to put that down because because um i can go back and see these later but you have to rewatch the whole episode so i think that would be a great one so if there's any releases out there that you're waiting for i'd love to hear about them because they might inspire me to also like them and then there is the list of classics those books that we've wanted to read our whole lives but haven't gotten to and they're also a use easy fix because they're usually they're usually um, on the Gutenberg project, which you can find by just putting Gutenberg into the search. And Brian, I am going to tell them that every, before you remind me, every area or country has their own Gutenberg because the laws might be different in the different countries. So you can, you can find them at, um, in, Australia has their own, I believe. Canada has their own. The U.S. has their own. The U.K. has their own. And other countries as well, I am sure. So Susan says, it's reassuring that life is meaningful and absurd, as absurd at the same time. Yes, I think it really is time to reread A Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, and... We're hopping up here. Brian says, for the aspiring supervillain, here's a book with detailed plans and costs, How to Take Over the World by Ryan North. Do we want to take over the world right now? It just it just seems like it's so much responsibility to put it back in order. <laughs> I'm not sure. But if you're a supervillain, you wouldn't care. So, so that there's that. Um, one of the other things that I looked at when I was questioning myself, what would I put into my winter writing list library is quotes. I am constantly seeing quotes that make me love the writer. And then I say, I'm going to read that writer. And I never got get around to it. So one of the quotes that I used in the description of this episode was da, 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 da. I pictured a low timber house with a shingled roof cocked against storms with blazing log fires inside and the walls lined with all the best books somewhere to live when the rest of the world blew up 
And that is by Bruce Chatwin. Now I've researched him. I've looked him up. I've read about him, but I haven't read one of his books. So Bruce, Bruce Chatwin is going on my list. I'm getting one of his books. That's it. And I'm reading it because simply because I like the quote. Another book I came up with was Louise Penny's The Three Pines Mysteries. And that came because I was watching the series on television and it ended. And then I read there wasn't going to be another season. I'm not sure if that is correct or not, but I panicked because I, I, it sort of ended on a cliffhanger and I wasn't prepared for that. And now there's, supposed to not be another season so they they are at my library so i will be reading the louise penny series this winter <laughs> and if you want help on the technical side because that's what brian is here for he's our tech whiz um, he says to help himself keep track of books to buy someday, I use the notes app with a section dedicated to books grouped by category. And that is a good way to, to, to keep them straight. I think, I think my problem is that I read emotionally. So it's just like, I just see and think that's what I'm in the mood for, but I never, I never buckle down and do what what i think i'm i'm going to do so maybe i should put those books in the book app i'm not sure another another question that i asked myself is 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 there a subject that i'm is there a subject that i'm a little obsessed with at the moment and this is how this is how my reading happens so i'm not even sure if it's emotional so i just suddenly started thinking mary shelley and frankenstein again and i'm just obsessed with her writing that book and you know i've read documentaries and the background and the back and her life is as interesting as the book and i've wanted to research her mother mary wollstonecraft who wrote a vindication of the rights of women which had a, a big influence on her as well as apparently the world so there was there's a lot about Frankenstein that I love. And because it is in public domain, there are a lot of books that are going out from it that are growing from this original tree. So one book I did get to read this vacation, which had nothing to do with Fika, was Something Borrowed by Paul Maggers. I'm going to say I probably destroyed that. If so, I'm sorry, Paul. But it is a story that that has derived from Frankenstein. I've seen an X-Files that came from Frankenstein. So I'm definitely going to work on this reading branch because stories updated and taken from um, something that were makes you an author say, "What if?" So, what if 
Frankenstein was able to disguise himself and merge with society. What if the people understood that we were, were all monsters and they found a way to um, and they found a way to accept the monster in their group. There's all different ways that story could have ended. And to see it played out by other authors with their own what ifs, it's just fun to do. So I'm going to be following the Frankenstein branch. Susan says, this process of choosing books is like having a hard time selecting a dish on a menu. So many things look so very good. It is. That that phrase, so much, so many books and so little time is very, very true. You just you just can't. And they and there's more popping out all the time. Like I'm not sure how you're supposed to keep up with all of these books. Okay. All right. A note from my husband. Thank you very much, dear. Let's see what Brian said. Here's a history book which echoes for today's world. The Once and Future Sex. Going Medieval on Women's Roles in Society. Okay. So... Are we saying that the world is starting to reflect the Middle Ages? Um, it, this is interesting. I want to discuss this book and I haven't even read it yet. See, this is my problem. Yes, Brian, the, the Frankenstein is, is the doctor is the... Not, the doctor not the monster did i call the monster frankenstein or did i say frankenstein's monster okay if people i said that the monster in frankenstein that the that frank the monster was frankenstein i was incorrect frankenstein is the doctor although i personally believe he's the monster as well not the monster so I might have to argue that out at writer's group with you, Brian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so there is that. So you can follow trees if you're obsessed with one story and just learn everything about it. The author, all of those things around that one book. And speaking, speaking of obsessions. You may have, watching Fika, noticed that I have a bit of an obsession with ghost stories. I love ghost stories. And they don't have to end with Halloween. So, A, when I say, what books do you read every year? And I said, I don't really get to that i lied because there is a book i read every year there is a book i watch the move several different movies of every year there is a book that just pulls me in and that is the christmas carol okay i grew up on that story and i love to watch the different versions well this year i picked up ghosts for christmas 
And some of you people know why there is a ghost for Christmas book out there. And some of you say ghosts and Christmas, what are you talking about? So I'm just going to read a little bit from the forward here with from the editor, Richard Dalby, who has several books, ghost book, ghost story book collections. And it says, ghost stories have been associated with Christmas for hundreds of years. The winter prospect of long, dark nights, howling winds, low-lying mist, and snowed-up roads all contributed to the appropriate setting for the recital of supernatural tales around the Christmas fireside. In the days before television, when people were far more dependent upon their own resources and imagination to keep themselves amused, it was only natural that storytelling should be quintessential be a quintessential part of Christmas so the Christmas Carol is a ghost story one of the many ghost stories that Dickens himself wrote you can also get a collection of his ghost stories on Gutenberg project and just have fun with ghost stories they're even better now because it's so dark out there so Ghost Stories for Christmas is going on my to-read pile. Now, one of the reasons I'm also doing this show for people who may be listening afterwards in, in one of the platforms, or if you're listening alive away from the computer, is because I want to know what you guys want to to hear i want to know what authors you would like to have invited to fika with vicky what genres are your favorite genres i'm kind of shooting in the dark here and trying to figure out what people are most interested in so if you would just tell me it would make vicky's life a lot easier I have put my Facebook down here under my name if you happen to be watching this. Um, it's facebook.com, Fika with Fiki. So you know how that works. You just look up Facebook and you put Fika with Fiki in the search. And there can't be that many of them, I don't think, out there. When you get to my site, on the pins at the top, there will be one I put out like actually last year, at the end of last year, before I started the show, that says, what writers would you like to have coffee with? So um, please, please let me know. If not the authors, what genres. I'm just really curious. And I want to, I want to do what you want to hear. And that's the point of Fika. So please let me know. Susan B. Marcus says, I really like the works about historical fiction. They lead me into my own tree of reading and research. And don't they? I, I just I just can't read a book about history without going and looking up more about that history. I understand that the facts in the historical fiction are not real, but many of the names of the people are. And yes. I've been even known to look up in the middle of 
a book or a television series <laughs> to make sure a certain character who was real survived the show because I couldn't take the suspense anymore. I'm like that. So yeah, you can, you can look up the true history. You can find other books in that same kind of genre. Find out what they were reading at that time. Um, if it was possible to read at that time, it's just, there's so much that can come out of one book. Okay. Brian says that Ryan North and Ted Bishop are Canadian writers that might be of be interesting to guess. Um, what kind of thing do they write, Brian? Just out of curiosity. Uh, so I will go back and write that down later. I can't do that as we work. So we have books that... We have books that are inspired by watching television. I don't, I don't agree that you don't watch, read something if you watched it. I think I've been inspired to read from, because the television, the movies are never like the book. So if I like something, I'm thinking, oh, the book has got to go better. Or what was that character thinking? Or I need more out of that character. So if there's something I've been watching lately, it may inspire me to go ahead and read the book. And that's what happened. That's why I'm reading Louise Penny. For lovers of history, I recommend How to Be a Tutor, A Dawn to Dust Guide to Everyday Life by Ruth Godman. Goodman. Okay. Thank you. How to Be a Tutor. And I'm sure this book, like most history books, is just going to tell us why we don't want to be a tutor. Why the good old days were not that good. Sometimes you can find a book by just loving a quote. And that will inspire you towards a different certain author. If, if something's quoted and you get the right context, it will sort of let you know what that person is thinking. Find something that you're obsessed with in one book and build it into a whole lot of different books. I might put out some of my book trees at times. So other books that I need to read coming up for myself and series is I do have to finish some of Brian Griner's books. So that has to happen this winter uh, on my list. And I have, that's the whole point. With an e-reader, you can have so many books. There are series that I want to finish that I started for Fika and I want to find out how they ended up, but I always have to end up I don't have to. That's the whole point. However, I'm, I have to move on. I need to move on with the show. I need to move on with the show. And so that is, that takes away some of my, I can read a whole series in one shot. I just don't have the time to do that anymore. Which brings us to reviews. Okay. I have, and yes, I know I'm behind on my reviews. This is not what this one's going to be about. Okay. I try. I really do. I'm behind on uh, most things in life. So we're all just going to have to be patient with Vicky. So this is my complaint. However, in 
and I've heard it a couple times over the last couple of weeks on different authors and things my husband has brought to my attention. So here we go. When you are reviewing on a certain or any platform that sells books and sells other items as well. When you are reviewing a book, you are reviewing that writer. You are not reviewing whether you like the paper. You are not reviewing the lateness of the delivery. You are not reviewing the picture, the, the, the condition of the box, the way you saw it when it came in. If you give a book review a one, you are really messing it up for that author. So please, when you review, know that you are reviewing the work of fiction, of nonfiction. You are reviewing that book. If you have a problem with the damages or whatever, call their helpline and try to get some help from that. But please do not give a one to an author that sort of messes up their averages. For people who pay attention to star systems, I think I've been told you before, I just have a problem with the star system itself. So all in all, don't give them one star for something that they have no control over. Two, and I saw this myself, if you are reading a nonfiction book and you don't like the story, way the story turned out, when you, what do you expect the author to do? to change history if they made you feel because it made you sad if it made you feel sad then the author was doing their job they made you feel an emotion for something that was sad I read the book it was sad but it happened so we cannot review nonfiction authors for the history we can only review them for how they wrote it and that may be it on the reviewing rant for today. Okay. I need to have guests because otherwise I'm just going to start stating opinions here and, and let them and let them ride. People, people out in coffee cronies, how you doing? Are there any books that you are waiting for this year? Like I know you tend not to be top 10 readers as I do. I don't know what's happening out in that world. I need someone who's a top 10 reader out there to keep me informed. I guess I could read the list, but you know what I am about lists. Okay. Do you have a project you're working on that needs some reference reading or other books on that topic which brings me to other books I have and I know I've shown this before but I have got to get back to fairy tales and I keep showing this one Russian fairy tales and I keep showing this one because I got it for like $4.99 which is a ridiculous price which shows you you don't have to spend a lot of money to build your your things so if there's a project you're working on something that you want to do research or whatever, you want to put that on your list too, to make it a personal reading list. And I also, okay, I've been a little nostalgic for, as I said, 70s book covers. Okay. I don't know what it is. This whole setup, which I'm probably going to regret because the writing is pretty small in these things, but I'm going to go for it. So 
I have picked up this series from a used bookstore. They were $2 each and I got most of the whole series. And I have a feeling that it's going to be quite, um, quite of that time that I'm probably going to spend the time saying, oh my goodness, I can't believe they wrote that. And then realize it was night that has been um, 1970s that they were written in and not for now. So it should be fun just for reading it for that. But it's got good reviews, so I'm going to go for it. Author Janice Richardson says, I have a list of books that I've been waiting for through the library. Sadly, if a book is over $5, it's out of my budget. So support your local library. Yes, yes, you you can. You just, you have to be patient and wait in line um, to get it. So it's best to like get in the holding line before the book actually comes into the library. You can do that. You can suggest a book and be on the waiting, the waiting end of that. Always support your library, whatever the reason. Brian's in a history mood. He says, a surprisingly fun read is How to, to, to Survive History, How to Outrun a Tyrannosaurus, Escape Pompeii, Get Off the Titanic, and Survive the Rest of History's Deadliest Catastrophes by Cody Cassidy. Yes, that, is it sort of done in tongue-in-cheek, Brian? Or is it more scientific? I feel like it's tongue-in-cheek, and that would be a fun read. Um, so there's the important thing here is that we're working on a personal list, something that you're interested in, something that has to do with your life. Otherwise, what's the point, people? What's the point? I also picked up a bunch of Agatha Christie's this year for like 50 cents. So I'm going to go through those because those are always a cozy read. And I'm pretty sure I've read some of them before, but I won't remember till halfway through. It's, yes, it is a science. Brian says, How to Survive History is a scientifically accurate tongue-in-cheek book. So there you go. So winter is coming. And another quote I put in the description was, I believe it was by Oscar Wilde because Oscar Wilde has the best quotes. It was, with winter comes wisdom. But don't quote me on that quote. Uh, <laughs> here. <laughs> with winter comes wisdom. And so what the majority of people say that Oscar Wilde meant in this section is that with age comes wisdom. But I also think that having some time in the months where, you know, you may not want to go home, go home, you may not want to go out. <laughs> I want to go home. I want to stay home. You may not want to go out and you just find yourself with more thinking time allows you to become more wise. But certainly, um, being older does help a certain kind of wisdom. We hope that we get older as we're as wiser as we get older. But you know what? 
it teaches us it teaches us that we don't have to jump on to every battle that there are things in the world that we can't change maybe if we were younger we could change them but we just don't have the time to change them and so sometimes just sitting back and having a coffee and enjoying life is the wisest thing to do and that i think comes from being old and tired <laughs> okay we're back to book budgeting and you often find inexpensive books in the bargain area of your local bookstore. I recently picked up a couple of recent Dresden series by Jim Butcher in hardcover for cheaper than paperback. This is a good subject and, and topic and a good suggestion because this is also what you find at the at um, book sales and things. The more popular books, the more they've printed, the more that are out there. Um, when people finish reading them and put them in. So sometimes if you wait just a little while, if you want something in your collection, then that that is the way to do it. And you will find something that was very popular in the discount bin because the popularity has, you know, everybody's read it. And now they're moving on to another book. Oh, another way that I am have books coming into the house all the time so that I can choose um, something from there is I do have a little library and the neighbors or whoever is walking by the library brings new stuff in. And so I get to go through that before I put it out. Now, sometimes I hold on to it for a little while and I haven't had a chance to read it. So out of consciousness, I put it out. But something else interesting always comes through. So if you have, you know, a local laundromat or a little small library or whatever, despite whether you may be snowed in or not, um, or you can just hop over and get there because I'm torn with between this for winter. Okay. If the power goes off. So just always make sure your e-reader is charged. If the power goes off for several days, you're not going to be able to recharge your e-reader um and so you're not going to be able to read on your e-reader and then you know so make sure you have batteries for flashlights so i like to keep a few i like to keep some real books on hand should that happen Be because what else are you going to do <laughs> you can play cards but not if you're alone so i i do um for that safety reason while people are stocking up on their groceries stocking up on things that keep them warm stopping stocking up on the first aid thing i believe that a few i'm not going to say real because i read both kinds to me they're all books i'm not i'm not it's whatever comes to me in whatever form. But like I said, if I can't recharge an e-reader, what am I going to do? And so I like to pick up some books. And that's and if they're secondhand, if there are people who are, um, I mean, I am. I love trees. 
obviously. So if you don't want to use trees to make books and you use an e-reader, the point is if they're if they're secondhand, they're not using trees anyways. Those trees have already been used and that story is done. So that's not saying you shouldn't buy new books if you really, really want them because it's Jane Arden. And I'm just going to talk myself in a circle here. So it's what you like to do. And this is the point of this confusing show. Uh, <laughs> it's your personal list your personal library of reads you want to come up whether they're on the ebook whether they're from the library whether they're from a second hand bin or a second hand store a little library um it doesn't matter it's your list and so this is why i came up with these questions um to get you through a list that's going to make you happy that's going to bring you through the winter months and keep you alive so as a reader not i'm not saying <laughs> this is not going the way i planned okay so do you have favorites that you like to read over and over again and susan pointed out that hers she likes to read a bit of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And I think that's one of those books that should. So, you know what? Come on over to my Facebook page. And if you have books that you read over and over again, put them in underneath this episode. So that people will get busy with that and not actually listen to this episode. <laughs> okay. Do you have a list of classics that you're still trying to get to? Um, and... Those can be found on Gutenberg. They can be they in, in whatever country you're in, and they can be downloaded, and you can keep them on your e-reader. Or are you a person with the top 10? You, you've obviously got a list that certain books are coming out, and they'll be ready for you. If you have certain authors you follow, please... You know their books are coming out, but let me know. Go to Facebook, search Fika with Vicky, put it there under this episode. Turn a topic into a tree of all the different things that come from that book. Stories where people have changed the stories, endings, because it's public demand. If you love Sherlock Holmes, there's no way you can be bored out there. Favorite TV shows and movies and just favorite kinds of stories. And this is going to be, such so as ghost stories for me, this is going to get you through the winter and keep you busy. So you're not thinking about things that aren't so healthy. I think while I'm doing this, because my, I think I am going to try to memorize and share. I'm going to share one of my, actually, Brian posted this this week. Brian, get out of my head. Okay. <laughs> I hadn't thought of it for a long time. So this is why classics and going over these things are impossible. You are reminded of things that you forgot. Before I get into that poem, 
Brian is also suggesting for someone that is interested in science that is explained very well, I re recommend Wizards, Aliens, and Starships, Physics and Math and Fantasy and Science Fiction by Charles Adler. Okay, Brian, <laughs> I guess your picture said it. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> Brian, you is... might as well just, would you have said that in high school? <laughs> would you have gotten me <laughs> I, no, I'm not laughing at his choice. I'm just laughing that it's his choice. Uh, yes, that sounds like it would be would be very interesting and very Brian. So, anyways, there's a lot going on in the world right now, and it's sort of like a winter where you know we're sort of being isolated by that if we allow ourselves to be we can be frozen we can be inactive and sometimes you just need a break that's one of the reasons why if Fika was here and normally I would have given you a much better break but as it is I'm so glad my friends joined to help to help me with today because I have no idea what's going on so Brian posted Invictus this week, and it made me think that, you know what, I kind of miss memorizing things and reciting it. And I think it's a really good thing for the brain to do. I'm going to start memorizing more poems and reciting them just for my own personal self. So I have them. So I look clever in social gatherings. So I can pull things out and look clever here on Fika, but I haven't reached that cleverness yet because I haven't completely memorized the poem, but I think it's something that we can all listen to right now and probably should. Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I thank whatever gods may be for an, an unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced, nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody, but, but unbowed. Beyond the place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade, and yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishment the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. So you choose the books you want to read. You choose the thoughts you want to have. And on a more, and I also want to point out to you that on December 7th, we will be visited by a very popular, though some people consider a fictional character, Santa. And Santa, we're going to ask him questions about his background and maybe we'll have some things cleared up. Um, he does have a book out. It's called The Naughty and Nice List. And, you know, we're all kind of interested in that. So if you want to talk to Santa... If you have small people that would like to talk to Santa, this is going to be a completely G-rated show. No, 
not that my shows are never, but anyhow, it's going to be G-rated in the fact that no one is going to say that this is not a real person because they are. So <clears throat> once again, December 7th is your chance to talk to Santa here on Fika. Okay, Brian is putting a lot uh, a lot of different books. Oh, yes, he already put... No, I don't think that Santa... Okay, I told... You people are going to hate me when you find this out. I told Santa to put, <laughs> to put Brian on the naughty list because <clears throat> he's a friend of mine. And that's why I know that he's real. And I don't think he might have put Brian on the naughty list. Because lately, I think he likes Brian better than me. So I got some work ahead of me, people. Which is why I'm putting him them on the show. And Brian, again, is another suggestion. Is a fascinating and practical book that I keep meaning to get back to. Is Practical Lock Picking by... <laughs> Turvian Ullman. Brian, are you starting a new career that you haven't told me about? But that would be fun because also you could read that book and practice picking locks. So if you've got some locks in before, that could keep you occupied. I mean, that is the puzzle that just keeps going. You could just have people bring you um, locks that needed to be picked. And so on that note, I'm very thankful for anybody who <laughs> listened and and stuck with us today and i will till next time i'm just going to turn the comments off here i've got to start giving a warning for that so that people know um until next time may your coffee be hot your story sweet and your storms kind thanks for listening everyone.